Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name's Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper, and with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano. And we welcome back to the podcast our friend, two-time Super Bowl champion, as he likes to be called LT the Kicker, Lawrence Tynes, baby. Welcome back, pal. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of messed up. I saw LT, the other, the real LT, I don't mind saying that, had a tweet, and then I... I retweeted it, put, you know, LT like flexing. Um, that son of a gun doesn't follow me. So I tell you what, LT, this is a public call out for you to follow the other LT, Junior, uh, on Twitter. Come on. What are we doing? That's nice. That's awesome. What are we doing? I don't know. We have the I, same amount of rings, right? I mean, he yeah. made a couple more tackles than I did, but I need that follow. Let's go. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean, LTs come on. Uh, That's only right. The LTs should follow the LTs. I, I think that. I mean, you. I think you should be going back and forth on social media with that. I mean, what's going on here? Did you I know? ever tell you guys the greatest LT story of all time? Nope. Shall we start the show off? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. So I think I've shared this before, but it's always fun to tell because people get a kick out of it. So when I got traded to the Giants, it was in the summer, May off-season type deal. So I fly up. I don't, you know, I know T-Mac, obviously. We talked about that before we came on. But I don't know anyone in the organization. So I go to the, at, my first day is like I fly in, you know, a scout picks me up, takes me over to Westchester Con- Country Club where the Giants are hosting their charity golf outing. Right. <laughs> and so I get there, and obviously Jerry Reese, the guy who ultimately traded for me, I have to meet him. And in the parking lot, I meet him and, and, and Harry Carson. And this is funny. So I, I walk over there. He goes, uh, you know, uh, and they welcome, blah, blah, blah. Harry Carson goes, uh, what's your name, young man? You know, in that typical baritone voice that Harry has. And I said, Lawrence Tynes. I said, but I go by LT. And he looked at me within the LT coming out of my lips. And he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> and I go, I go, what? Oh, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I forgot. You know, you just, I forgot I was in New York. That's great. Mm-hmm. But then the story gets better. Nice. So seven months later, eight months later, you know, Harry traveled with the team. And, you know, I, I got to – and obviously I got to meet him more throughout the year because he was around the team a little bit. Yeah. And I make the kick in Green Bay. And I see him in the locker room, obviously, post game. Right. And he comes over to me, a little one-on-one moment, and Harry says – I'll call you LT now. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you, man. Good for you. How about that? That is phenomenal. Exclusive content right here on the Giants Insider that is, Podcast. Hey, Lawrence, I can't. Did you have you ever met Lawrence Taylor in person? I have. I have a picture with him. Did he say anything about the LT? No, it was. Uh, it was in the. Uh, where were we the last time? It was um, maybe our ten year anniversary. He was there for Super Bowl Forty Two. I think, yeah, yeah, because I had the boys there. So he, yeah, we, we took a picture. Um, you know, he's got so many people pulling at him pregame that, hell, he he probably looked at me and said, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know, I was just some stupid white kid over there trying to shake his hand. Uh, LT yeah. the kicker. I mean, that, that story is so good. We should probably just end the podcast now and not even do the preview. I don't know if we can top that, dude. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Congratulations yeah, on fun. that. Um but yeah, so look, we're here for the uh, the biggest game since two thousand since you're on the team since uh, 2011 season. Yeah, uh, this funny. is tremendous. It's a huge That's rivalry. Right? I just want to get your thoughts going into this. How you feeling, man? What do you think? I feel great, and they should too. I think Giants Nation should feel great that they're they're playing. Yeah. Um, this, like I said, they have the best record in the league right now. If you're going to call the postseason a new season, the Giants are one and zero. Yep. And so are the other teams that are playing. You know, obviously there's two teams with a bye. But I like momentum over record. I've said that on my show yesterday. Give me momentum over record any day of the week um, because the Giants have that. And they're playing their best football. So you ask me how I feel, I feel great. I'm not even – you know, I get a little bit of anxiety and nerves before the Giants come on just because obviously I love them and I want to see see them do well. But, yeah, I – I'm not calling it house money. I think that's disrespectful to the players. Yeah. They've earned it. They're here. They're in the final eight. So um, I think go play free. Kind of do what they've been doing. I mean, you see the videos from practice yesterday, Chris? I think you had a couple hops. Like, yeah. man, these dudes are chilling. Like, Lawrence. they were just hanging out. 
Lawrence. Yeah. After the Washington game, before the Indy game, I should say, I'm with just me and Jihad Ward, and we're talking in his locker. And I said, yo, Hattie, I said, what's the feel of the team, bro? I said, you've been on the Ravens. You know, you've been around a little bit. I said, you know, tell me. He goes, oh, we feel we could go all the way. And I'm like, yo, Hattie, I said, is that... This is between me and you. Is this co- is this players speak now to media or me and you speak? He goes, I'm telling you, Chris. He goes, did you see what we just did in Washington? He goes, we could go into any building in the playoffs and win a game. He goes, that's the way we feel. Dead serious, Lawrence. That's the I've been trying to tell people <clears throat> on Twitter because I'm around these guys since August and I've been obviously around these guys. Brian Dable has these guys believing, Lawrence, that. Are you kidding me? We could go into any building and win a playoff game. He goes, I don't care where it is. And that's the way you saw it on videos yesterday. I've been seeing it for weeks, Lawrence. These guys are loose. These guys are confident. These guys also know, Lawrence, that when they come in Wednesday morning to work and Dable, Kafka, and Wink, and T-Mac, give them the game, and they start installing the game plan, Okay. They feel they have an advantage over any coach in the league. That's the mentality of these guys. And I was talking to Jalen Smith about it. Now, Jalen's been around a while. He was in the playoffs with Dallas. And Jalen goes, I have never seen a coaching staff like this. He goes, we love these guys. He goes, we look forward to what they come in, especially Wink being on his side of the ball. We look forward to when they come in Wednesday and we come into work and get our game plan because we know it's going to give us an advantage. That's the way these guys feel, LT. Numerous players, and Saquon Barkley told me that. Numerous guys. They're loose. They're confident. They're not intimidated by any surroundings in Philly going into that building Saturday night. These guys feel they could get it done. You know, another thing real quick on that coaching staff. Um, it It's important for, for coaches and future head coaches in the NFL to realize they should all take a page out of Brian Dable's book. Joe Judge hired all his fraternity brothers and scabs that he coached with along the way. Some dude he had a handshake with down the road. (laughs) Brian Dable didn't know Kafka, and he didn't know Wink. The assistant, you know, those guys brought maybe, I think think Wink brought some guys, and that's okay. But this this newness of this, I mean, that's that's rare. You don't get that a lot in this game. But I'm telling you, I think ownership is going to, you know, make – coaches that they hire kind of go outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and and i think that's why this has been successful because most of the time right this is a this is a what's the word uh old boys, what do they call old it? boys network the old boys network mm-hmm. or yeah so it it just to me i that's what sticks out about how brian dable put this staff together yeah i think that is and he didn't know t-mac he had no relationship with t-mac no, right no um and he kept nope. you know he kept him obviously but he hired outside the box and they're getting the rewards of that now for, you know, going beyond what normally coaches do. Yeah, and the most depressing hire of that was Freddie Kitchens, right? That was the friendship that he had where I think he brought him in as, as tight ends coach and then he made him offensive coordinator. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah, and it was like, okay, you got rid of Jason Garrett and then you put Freddie Kitchens there. It's like, that's not a great upgrade. Do you know how many coaches on that Joe Judge staff were getting paid by colleges? <laughs> like, if you added up the money, the one dude was was, was cheating, the Pruitt guy or whatever the hell his yeah. name is. and. yeah. Millions upon millions, and Freddie was getting millions from. It just was like this is like this is like a frat boy club. Yeah, they suck too. Um, that whole coaching staff was terrible. And then everybody thought Patrick Graham was good. Patrick Graham was a nice guy, but his defense sucked. I never believed well, in seeing, that defense. You saw it with the Raiders this year, especially against the Cardinals, when Kyle Murray's running back and forth for two minutes and then wins the game. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, look, it's a good point, Lawrence. Even Jerome Henderson, you know, he brings him back. He didn't really have a relationship with him either. Yeah. And, and so it's it, it, you have to get uncomfortable because I think when you're when you're comfortable, no one will challenge you. Right. Same thing in any relationship, right? You want to be challenged to get better. And if you're comfortable, like all those Joe Judge characters were, you know, they were little minions to him because he gave them these cup cupcake jobs. Yeah. Doesn't work out. Good point. You know, Lawrence, it's interesting you say that because in training camp, you talk about being comfortable. Oh, I want to be well. I I saw Dable and Wink go at it a few times in training camp. I told Jerry, I said, "Whoa, whoa. I think I even put it on Twitter a few times." I said, "Whoa, Wink and Dable are having a disagreement," and you saw Dable come over and wink like this. But that's okay. That's okay. That's, I mean, Belichick is good. Belichick and Paul Sells used to do it. I mean, it, that's okay, Lawrence. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the respect is there. 
like you said, that's a great point, bro. You know, that Dable did that. You know, he brings Mike over from Kansas City. He was a quarterback's coach. And what a job Kafka has done, too, man. You know, yeah. and obviously Wink has been around a while. Kafka's got some great eyebrows, doesn't he? As, uh, you see those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes with That's the beard it. now. It goes with the yeah, beard. Yeah, but he's, he's got... Taylor, I, I, baby. got to ask him. I'm going to send in a question from <laughs> LT, the kicker. Do you get your eyebrows sculpted? Because those things are like... Yeah. That's the only thing I notice when I see him. Me and me and my, my boys call him brows when they show him in the booth. Yeah, I've got to break his chops. We're like, look at brows. What's he cooking up right now? What's brows cooking up? <laughs> I'm going to break his chops. When I yeah. see him, I'm going to break his chops about that now. So, Thanks. hey, Lawrence, let's, look, man, let's let's talk about you know the Eagles. What are some of the key points of the game you see that the Giants mm. have to do to get out of here with a win? Stop the run. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I don't give a damn what they're doing at their passing game because we got a Dory back, McKinney back. And I saw what they do against a team the second time around, right? Um, and, and I do like Wink a third time around in a month, right? Give or take. Uh, you got to right. stop the run. If the, if you let Miles Sanders get going and and Boston New York Scott get going, uh, and and obviously Jalen Hurts, if you let him get going, you, you're not going. It's going to be a tougher game. I'm not saying you can't win, but you man, you're going to have to stop that that run game because that offensive line, as we know, is elite. All five of those guys could have went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, realistically. So um, obviously there's there's Hertz shoulder. Uh, I've made the argument for for two three weeks now that Lane Johnson's injury is one A for them. I mean that is huge and it's a it's a groin injury. Like I, I'm look I'm asking you to kind of speculate, but I would imagine that a groin injury like that, if you're a right tackle and you got to get out and stop a speed rusher, I don't know how that magically gets better. Do you? I, I and and how big no. is that? And he's missed. So he missed what the last two games? Yeah, since and then the Dallas a bye game. week, yeah. and then he had a full week of of basically chilling this week to get it better. So he's had a month. And I've had a groin before as a kicker. Um, that sounds about right. I mean, I think he could he could be healthy. I really do. Okay. Um, now, he'd be susceptible to it, you know, popping again or straining, whatever he did It's to a tear, it. actually, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, well, no, he's not going to be healthy. He'll get a no. shot. He might um, need surgery, he said, Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, you just hope the disease can go because I – I think Aziz, not just not for the pass rush. I, I said we need our big, strong men on the D line to stop the run. And I want, you know, because listen, <laughs> Myletta is like three times as wide and big as Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> like Myletta is humongous. Yeah. Kayvon's not the biggest guy in the world. I think I don't think people understand that he's not. Right. Um, you know, he's obviously going to put on some size and his, his game is speed, but you got to stop the run on the edges. Um, not you know the inside guys will do what they do. You know, Kelsey's only 280, I think, 290. Yeah. He's not a big Smaller. man either. But, yeah, I think that'll be a, something to watch early. So, you want to bull rush him, right? You want to, you know, test it out uh, and see – because he's going to have to really lock in on you and put those feet in the ground. And So, we'll see how healthy he is. But um, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think Jalen Hurts is very healthy. I'm, I've been saying that for weeks, Lawrence. <clears throat> I don't care he wasn't on injury report this week. I don't, I don't care either. I don't no. think that shoulder's a hundred. Smoke and mirrors. We'll find out early, Lawrence, because you know, big part. Somebody's going to land on top of him, and then it's not dirty. You can say what he wants. It's football. That's football. Like, no. yeah, he's 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 going to get landed on. Period. Look, and it, yeah, yeah, no, Lawrence. I mean, if you get a shot on Jalen Hurts, you take the shot. I don't mean dirty. I mean you drill him. I mean that's that's part of the game. You're going to yeah. hit him hard. Okay, but Jalen uh, Lawrence, I, I, I'm very curious to see early in the game. And a big part of Jalen Hurts' game is the zone reads, the RPOs, mm-hmm. all that, right? I'm curious to see if he's going to be running any of those early in the game. If you don't see that, I think to me that tells, okay, they're still concerned about the shoulder. Because you didn't see that in the last game. Now, they were going against the second guys, third string, all that stuff. Well, he didn't I, want I'm, to run. You could tell he didn't want to run that game. But here's the thing, you know, people, people say to me, Lawrence, well, you know what? The game plan was different. They were going against. I said, nah. I said, nah. He didn't look like he wanted to run. He ran, so, and the few times he ran, Lawrence, he got out of bounds. You know, he wasn't running those zone reads that he loves to run. That to me is going to be a big part. You know, I want to see if he yeah. runs those early. Yeah, he also didn't throw the ball very well. <clears throat> oh, he was hurt. Right shoulder. He looked uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah totally. So, 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 you know, I, I think uh, what's his name? Stuffed crust pizza guy. He said. Uh, 
Pizza Hut man. What's his name? Sirianni. What's, yeah, I don't like him. By the way, he needs to be. He um, needs to be humbled a little bit. His face is so yeah. punchable. His face is so punchable. <laughs> God Almighty! I would like to get in the octagon with him. Just me and him. I really would like to fight him. Saying a lot today. For no man. reason. Saying a lot today. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, I just, I just don't like him. I don't know what that fist pump. Ever since that fist pump in Indy, like yeah. you got on the end of a bench, you beat a horrific football team, and you're fist pumping. Yeah. And then you said it was for Frank, right? Get out of here. He also wears a lot um, of those Philly shirts. Barely beat a horrific team. Yeah, he also wears a lot of like Sixers and Flyers, and he's just he needs to be humbled a bit. He's a, is he's a he? bit much, yeah. yeah. And he's a stuffed crust pizza guy, which is ridiculous because you're in the Northeast, which is where the best pizza is, and you get Pizza Hut, so that speaks volumes. So. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I lost my train of thought. Got off track there. Sorry, uh, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Right. Yeah, but I think he is. You know, if because remember he said uh, he said, you know, quote unquote, it, it hurts like hell after that game or something yeah. about the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So we have to think. Okay, well, in two weeks' time, is that thing healed? Uh, you know, is he has he been throwing the football? I could imagine he hasn't been throwing. Do we have any videos this week of him maybe yeah, maybe doing? Said, some... They said he they said he was throwing. During the week this week. Okay. But I don't know velocity. Well, you guys wise. are only allowed in there for the first 10 or 15 minutes. <clears throat> well, of I saw, I, I'm, I'm watching uh, some social media from the beat writers from Philly, and you see him throwing. Now, we're not allowed, as you know, Lawrence, we're not allowed to see practices. Yeah. So I don't know how much he was throwing during practice. Or you see an individuals, or you see it before before we leave. You know, you, you always see Daniel throwing a little bit, and that's what you see. That's what you saw this week on social media from the Eagle beat writers. But we don't know if he's throwing during practice. Right. We don't know how much he's cutting it loose. We don't know, Lawrence. We'll find out. But we'll see. Night. Listen, he could get a shot and feel a hundred percent. I'm yeah. not trying to make this out like he's going to come out and you know. Oh, he might be a hundred percent. We'll see. And he might be. He might. We'll he might be really healthy and spin it around. But I still don't like him as a thrower, though. So that's. You just got to stop the run. So, so you say that, right? And I agree with you. Stop the run. Who worries you the most? And I think the approach in, in, against Minnesota was perfect. It's stop Jefferson, stop him at all costs, and let anyone else beat you, which obviously almost was going to be Hawkinson. Here, you're stopping the run. Who worries you in the passing game? Or, 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 aside from all of it, right? You got Brown, you got Smith, you got Jeez. Goddard. I mean, where do you go Miles from Miles Sanders out of the backfield yeah. is a problem. Yeah. The, the, the head of the snake is Jalen Hurts. Because he can run it, and he's got the ball in his hand every snap. Um, in terms of you know outside of that, outside of him, I mean Dallas Goddard. I, I think if if you let him get going, it's gonna because he's gonna be Jalen's best friend, right? Short to intermediate type stuff. The tight ends have killed us all year. Actually, for the last decade, decade, decade tight, ends, yeah. <laughs> tight ends have owned yeah. the Giants. Yeah. Um, it's an automatic hundred yard game for those guys. Yeah. So um, I think if he can get going, he's gonna open up a lot of stuff on the outside because. You know, Xavier and Julian are going to have to come down and try and guard that middle of the field. Opens up the outside stuff for, you know, J uh, Devontae and, and, and uh, A.J. Brown. So they're loaded. Listen, if the front four can get home, it, it'll take care of everything. If you can stop the run and the front four can get after, get him off his spot a little bit. Um, you know, you know Jalen loves to roll to his right. Loves to roll to his right. Tampa made him roll to his left last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he did not have a very good game. So I'm sure Wink has something up his sleeve. I do like Wink. I'm betting on Wink every time and when he plays a team three times in one month. I really am. I just, you know, his scheme is so difficult anyway. But then, you know, he's seen this this offense three times in a month. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, he's going to give him different looks again. That's, you know, that that's Wink. Lawrence, speaking of Wink, you know, uh, last week he only blitzed about 22% of the time, which was a low for him. He's usually over 40%. How do you think he attacks his Eagle defense? you think he's going to be real aggressive, or you think he's going to mix it up? How do you, how do you, what, how do you see it? I don't know. You know, they only blitzed 20% of the time against Kirk Cousins. Yes, um, yeah, 22. And that yeah. was that yeah. was evident just by watching the game, right? You could just mm -hmm. tell. And, and Kirk had a nice game. I, I think what people are dismissing is Kirk Cousins had a really good football yeah. game. Other than 80%. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just, you know, they just. Their defense gave up 31 or whatever we scored. Yeah, they're, they're, they're killing him for that last throw, but that was all he had with the next I get it. in his face. That was it, right. Yeah, I get it. Um, but overall, that was one of his best games of the season. Two touchdowns, 80% 80, 80 completion. That's not easy on our defense. We've seen that. Yep. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just never know what Wink's going to do. I could see him getting really, really aggressive. But I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I can't yep. wait to see it. You know, it's funny – 
once I gave this, uh, I was on a few radio stations this week and they asked me that, you know, what do you think, how do you think Wink's going to approach it? And that was my answer too. Well, here's the thing with Wink. You really don't know. You really don't you know? know. I mean, this guy's going to throw all kinds of, will, will he come 45, 43% of the time blitz? I don't know. He might, he might not. Is yeah. he going to mix it up? Probably. You know, last week he went, what, seven defensive backs at times, you know, and they're playing a zone and then he went man under, you know, but Lawrence, talk about a Dory Jackson, you know, how big he was last week in his return, and obviously McKinney, man, um, and how much he adds to this defense. Yeah, it's, I mean, you've seen it. The last two times McKinney has played, um, Indy and then Minnesota, and then the Dory's first game back was obviously Minnesota. So to hold Jefferson to 43 yards, and listen, I know it wasn't just a Dory. He had help a lot. Yeah. Um, they doubled him. They had great pass rush, yeah. good pressure by Dexter. It's all collective when you get, you know, uh, when a guy doesn't go off, sure, it's Adoree, but it's also the whole team because that means they were getting to the quarterback a little bit. So Adoree's a difference maker. And, listen, I, I this kid doesn't get talked about enough. Cordell Flott is one of my favorite players on this team, and I think he's going to be a superstar. He can cover. He made a play on only three snaps. I think it was his first snap. Maybe we talked about that on Twitter the other day, Chris. Uh, yeah. That play he made, I don't think it's getting enough attention. That – KJ Osborne might be in the in the end zone if he, he might still be that. running. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and to, to come in off the bench and do what Cordell Flott did and Dane Belton, by the way, who came in and played like two or three different positions. It looked like to me. Yeah, he did. And I just think you got to tip your cap to this entire. And then Nick McLeod is a nice player. They're they're so deep. You know that's why you can put seven DBs on the field. Yeah, um, you've got guys that have played a lot of football. That presents a huge challenge for any offense looking over there and like, man, there's seven DBs, four down linemen. Um, so it makes you faster, cover a lot of ground. I like zone with that many people. Uh, it does make you susceptible to the run. But, man, they've got a lot of you guys that have played a lot of football this year. And fly is, you know, Tony Jefferson, the old vets in there. It's a good mix here, man. But I, I like Flott. I really do. I think he could be cornerback too next year. Yeah, Penn- Lawrence, how about the – how about uh, – one second, Jerry. I'm sorry. What about the focus on Flott? I mean, he comes in – what, he played three snaps. Three. That was his um, first, I think. And Wink said that, you know, Fabian needed a blow. That's why Flott was in there. And yeah. to cover that crosser. Oof. I mean, that is the so hardest fresh. route to cover. <laughs> and man, Good thing he was fresh. Good thing he was fresh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, still – you know, it was just, just textbook technique. Like, it was textbook. That's why I put it on Twitter, LT. I think me and you were going back and forth about it. I it mean, phenomenal. it was just phenomenal technique. And the kid, like you said, it was his first snaps of the game. Or maybe his first snap in a long time. Whatever it was, he only played three. And the focus and the stick, that was just a huge play. He's like covered he's, well all year. Like, yeah. I'll be honest with you. He got his, took some lumps early. Remember, he fell down in the end zone. Yeah. and. But he's a rookie, man. He he's gonna put on some weight. Needs to add about ten or fifteen pounds, in my opinion. And just he can cover though. And he's he he did a nice job on AJ Brown, I thought, in week eighteen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know. So these guys are confident. They're well coached. Let's not. Every one of these kids is well coached. That's why they they're so confident when they go out there. All right, guys. We're gonna take a break. Uh, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano, Jerry Foley, and Lawrence Tynes, LT the Kicker. We'll be back right after this, guys. Hang on one second. And we're back. Folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano, Nobody Beats the Biz, Jerry Foley, and Lawrence Tynes, or he likes to be known as LT the Kicker. I want to stay on, Sounds what, good. I want to stay on what you just said, LT the Kicker, um, with regard to how well coached they are. And you didn't, that really, like, we knew that all year, but you really saw that in the last Eagle game when the second and third teams in there. And, I yep. mean, the Eagles needed that game, man. And the Giants looked like they missed a beat. And you, you got not just second, but third guys in playing so well. That's got to be huge for this team going in. You didn't have Leonard Williams twice, uh, McKinney, Adoree Jackson. Like, you got guys coming back. And to your point earlier, like, no wonder why you feel so good about this game and, and, and the Giants are confident. But that, that has to play a huge factor in their, their psyche, no? Absolutely. I mean, basically 25% of their starting defense was not, in, was not even available in those – those first two matchups. So, um, week 18 did a lot of things for that team, I believe, just because, A, it got a lot of guys a lot of reps. Um, I think Landon was like the only vet that played an extended period of time. 
Offensively, uh, you know, I, I like that Evan Neal played a lot in the first half, right? Yeah. He needed the reps. He needs the reps. Evan Neal's going to be a fabulous player. He really is. Um, but just to get him out there on Hassan Reddick, right, that's the guy who's kind of see that more, see it live. Evan Neal, you know, I know, listen, you don't go to Alabama. You're not a five-star and you're not a top-ten pick unless you're competitive. And so I like Evan Neal. People can say he's this or that. I, he's going to be a superstar right tackle. I like him seeing this this guy again this early because, like I said, you don't end up as a five-star at Alabama if you're not competitive, and that kid is competitive. So he'll figure it out. Um, but I thought that was great for everybody. It just gives him tons of depth, right? Like now anymore, if someone, you know, not knock on wood, gets hurt, I, I'm like, all right, we're all right. We got someone else. Next man you know? up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in that defensive secondary yeah. with McLeod yeah. and Jefferson. Yep. And, Flot. Pinnock's another one. Pinnock, Pinnock. Oh, my God. He's done so good. So, yeah, they're – you know, I think what this has done – you know, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I I hope a lot of these guys get nice little contracts in the offseason. Maybe not even from the Giants. I don't give a damn if it's the Giants, some of these guys. But some of these guys deserve – they made some money this year because they were well coached. Yeah, I just want one follow-up, Chris. Yeah, yeah, get it. So, is there any – not to be sacrilegious, LT, but is there any correlation with that game – and the Patriots game you played at the end of 07. Do you get that same feel at all? Because that's what you're kind of hearing about. And this team, remember in 07, like you know better than anybody, you know, Eli Manning was in his fourth year. He was far from a sure thing. The defense, I would say the, the pass rush was obviously better. But do you get that sense of feel that maybe we can have something special here? And how closely are those two games kind of related to each other or not at all? Am I just being a buffoon here? Yeah, I would never call you a buffoon. But <laughs> – <laughs> but anyway, I, I do think it, the correlation is because it's the same team as the Giants, and it was a similar circumstance, playoffs, and it was the last game of the year. I, I really don't – you know, we, we went at the Patriots. Right. We tried to beat them. Yeah. You know, they – Brian Dable said, uh-uh, we're just going to go out here and get you guys some reps. We are already are what we are. Right. Um, so – but any game like that can give you confidence. I just think it gave the guys who played confidence. Right. They just went out there and played the number one seed. Yeah. And gave them a little bit of a game. Now, you could say that game was not nearly as close as maybe the score said, 22-16. But they did score. They did have a chance at an onside kick, almost like the, the Patriots game uh, back back in the day. But I like that this team is creating its own story. You know, the R-Way slogan. Um, I like that. I actually, to be honest with you, this may surprise you. I get, I get really sick of talking about the Super Bowls. I do sometimes, like our two Super Bowls. I know that sounds stupid, but I do get sick of talking about them because, like, this team needs to make their own story and go go pave their own way. And I and I think they could, you know. I like the our way slogan. I think that was kind of like a almost like we're going to do it our way, and that's I, I like that. Yeah, and it's just these- that's that's the kind of the sense that I get. Like, I, I mean, I hate comparing teams. You hate comparing years because it never works. It's all out you that can way. do though in sports, right? Right, and this is. Um, it's just you get that feel like this team is peaking at the right time. The correlation yeah. between the fourth-year quarterback and the – you know, I, I, it was a time that nobody wanted Eli Manning, right? Like, and, or they wanted to run him out of See, time. See, I don't – that's the thing. I don't really – I don't know what the narrative was before I got there. Right. So, like, I don't – I can read about it. Right. and So, I can read about the narrative before I got there, but I didn't know the narrative that, you know, people maybe said, oh, well, Eli's not the guy or – yeah. I certainly have been around for Daniels because I've kind of covered the Giants for that period, and obviously that has been the sentiment. Nobody wanted him. So I can see what you're saying. They're playing a number one seed, right, yeah. in the second round like we did with Dallas. A lot of similarities, but I just like this team. I think they're fun. No matter what happens, in my opinion, I'll always remember this season because I, I, I don't know. I just really like this team. Yeah. LT, LT. Talk about Brian Dable, man, what you've seen from him. And, you know, why is this guy mm-hmm. the right guy for this team? And why? And to me, I've been saying this to Jerry, and, you know, I'm around Dable, got to know him on the side. And this guy was, like, born to be a head coach, man. And it took a long time, you know, but here he is. You know, tell us what you like about this guy, man. And would you want – would you personally oh, want yeah. to play for a guy like yeah, this? Yeah, anytime – all you got to do is watch postgame – Insights and sounds, right? That that's that says a lot. Don't don't ever to me. I don't like to judge a coach at the podium. You know, you hear Mike Kafka is a completely different guy, coaching versus at the podium. Dable Dable's pretty reserved. Now he yeah. he has a little bit of fun with you guys. I see that from time to time. But 
really the coach is who you see whenever they're in the postgame locker room. That's that's a coach. And so, obviously, the guys love him. I love watching him coach. I love his energy. I love his fire. I love his journey. Um, he's a winner. He's he's won everywhere he's been. Super Bowls, national championships. Great story. I love that he loves his grandfather. I, that, to me, shows you what kind of humility and person he is. Like, you can say all you want about a coach, but he's just a good person, yeah. Brian Dable. Um, you know, that cross thing. I that's amazing. Like it's bigger than him. He doesn't just think it's all about him. Whereas, you know, we've had some guys around here that thought it was all about them and it couldn't be further from the truth on Dable. He, he loves his players and, and he's a good family man. If that, you know, that, that, that resonates with guys in the locker room that that's important. He's a, he's a, he's a great human being. And I think that translates into him being a great coach. Lawrence, I mean, you're very perceptive, dude. And, you know, you're not around him. Um, and you hit it right on the head. And I've been telling Jerry this. I've been putting it on Twitter. I've gotten to know Dable. Um, what you saw the other day in the Viking game when Darius dropped that cross that could have, you know, yeah, that was. was huge, okay? When you saw Dable go over to him on the sideline and the cameras caught it, you know, and he's talking to Slayton and... That was Brian Dable. That's the guy who cares. He cares about these guys. Okay? Not just when we win, I care about you. He cares deeply about these guys and their families. And they've all told me that. Okay? I've had two people reach out to me. I put a tweet out last, the other day, Lawrence. I'm sure maybe you read it, maybe you didn't. But about how Dable cares about not just the players. He cares about people in the building. He'll ask cafeteria people people making the food how you doing everything good okay that's the type of guy he he is he's a good good human being um so two people who know him 30 years responded that that tweet saying hey we go back to saint francis high school with dable i asked him to direct message me and they told me they said oh we love brian brian's the best human being he was raised by his grandparents really well that's the real Dable. They told me. They said he's a great, great yeah. guy. Humble dude. And that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen all year, Lawrence, is that, you know, Lawrence, you're a professional athlete, and professional athletes sniff out the bullshit oh, immediately. Am I wrong with that, Lawrence? <laughs> takes about, and so many athletes have told me, hey, Chris, we could smell bullshit within the first oh, few yeah. hours with a head coach, Okay. And so, and I don't have to tell you, Lawrence, you were a professional. I wasn't. You were. And, and, and you're another guy now that confirms that. Oh, yeah, half a day we could smell the bullshit. <laughs> okay? So, and so many people have told me, hey, we love this guy, man. We love this guy because we know he effing cares. And that's big, right, Lawrence? I mean, that's big in life, you know, uh, when you get that respect. And that's what there's he a, has. There's a unity about this um, team that's important. And I, I'm not saying, if you made it, it this far in the yep. playoffs, you, you're a unified team for the most part. But... This is just something we haven't seen in New York for a long time. And I say this about all my teams. People ask me all the time about those Super Bowl teams. And I say, look, we weren't the most talented team. We had one or two pro bowlers on both of them, I believe. Not, certainly not more than that on either championship team. But I said it was the closest Nick group you could find. Like every guy on both of those rosters I could text right now. And if I needed something, they would call me back and bring it to me or get someone that could get it to me. So – the camaraderie, to right. me, it's the way I've coached my kids. It's the way I coach all my teams, you teams. If you care about the guy next to you more than you yourself, you're going you're gonna to be just fine. Lawrence, just a quick story about Unity. On uh, Tuesday, we're there. They have a little walkthrough. They start installing the game plan. Uh, it's like a little walkthrough. They have for an hour, right? Um. I'm looking at the schedule on the wall, and meetings were early in the morning, and they the players were basically, right after our meeting for 45 minutes of locker room, they were basically done for the day. Well, guess what? The whole locker room was there. They were playing ping pong. They were still hanging out together afterwards. Nobody was bailing out the sides. Okay, let me go home. Let me go do it. Yo, let me go do it. Let, let me, let me do it. They were all basically still there way after they were scheduled to be there. And people told me this, too, that... Who was hanging out in the locker room? Who was bullshitting here? Who was still playing ping pong? Who was who was playing some kind of video? All that stuff. But the point being is that they enjoy yeah. each other, Lawrence. And 
It's how big, and you don't want to go home and change diapers. So, I, listen, I like hanging out at the facility. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, don't get it. There's a little bit of give and take here. It's like, no, no, I know what you're saying. I'm just busting balls. But, yeah, they, that's, that's right. That, that's what it takes. That's what it takes when you're in the pits right now. You're in the pits, right? You're in the front lines. Hate comparing it to war. It's not war, but they're in the front. This is it. It's go time. You're in the tournament. They're 1-0. Anything can happen. And you need, you know, when you're in tough times, you're going to have to lean on your brother next to you. So um, that's why I said, you know, at the top of the show, I'm not I'm not super nervous at all. I, I'm pretty confident in this group. So, And to your point about the Pro Bowl, yeah, I think OC was the only one on the 07 team because he wasn't at the parade. That's That's what I remember. I think he was God. the only guy. Cannot believe he missed out on that. Yeah, right. I know. I know we had another one. Yeah, but, but I don't think there was anything like the 07. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I think I got there 5 a.m. and front front gate waited. That's my man. college. You know, me and Osi were me and Osi had been together since we were like 17 years old. That's right. Nice. No, I'm sorry. 18. He came in. Yeah, he came in a little bit after me, but um, yeah. Yeah, Troy State, right? There you go. Yeah, he was a fat D tackle, 305 pounds. When we signed him, he was a 305-pounder. Yeah. yeah. And he went the other way. Most kids, yeah, he lost weight. But he, you know, he played D-tackle, I think, his freshman year. had like seven or eight, nine sacks or something. Mm. Like a like a young Aaron Donald. Because right. yeah. he was so quick off the ball, his feet. Right. Um, and then, obviously, yeah. he became a speed guy. Quick. I still think he's the highest-drafted player in NFL yeah. history that did not go to the combine. Oh, okay. But you might be right in that. I have to look at all up. kinds of trivia right here. Right. You are adding so much value today. Jesus. Yeah, oh my God. Launched value. LT's oh, wow. bringing it, man. It's not, it's not just okay. Giants Eagles. He's right. getting Long everything. Lost stories about here, old Giants. This is incredible. Okay. Harry Carson. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So I wanted to jump Long, the other side of the ahead, ball. Jerry. So look, stopping the run. Couldn't agree more. That's now the Giants doing. have the ball. Is it as simple as Saquon, Saquon, Saquon because of the secondary? You know how we, how do you approach this if you're if you're the offensive coordinator? LT the kicker becomes LT the OC. What Man, you, I just I, minus right, the right, minus, minus the, the eyebrows. Right, right. Yeah, I don't have them. <laughs> I I go at them. I I, I want to challenge Bradbury and Slay. I think Slay's a guesser. Um, Bradbury's a nice off corner, but you've seen it. You saw it with the Giants. You saw it this year. He can be beat with speed over the top. So Slayton. Slayton should have a field day underneath if, if Bradbury's on him just because I know Bradbury's – he knows what Slay brings to the, to the table in terms of speed. But I don't think you change. Like, you can't just automatically think, oh, God, because they have this guy and that pro bowler. Man, just go play. Like, you can – our guys can beat their guys. And, and, and so I don't think you focus just solely on the run. Now, you're going to have to run it. Daniel's going to have to run it some. Daniel's going to have to run it some. Breida's going to have to get involved. I mean, Saquon, uh, you know, so – but I don't think you change. I think you just play – you know, I'd like to see Bellinger get some action, some some seam-type stuff. He, I know he's been involved, but I think you got to get him involved. And listen, who knows? We may see Cager, right, because he had a really good game yeah. uh, against – I was surprised that Cager and Davis got shirts on Sunday in the playoff game just because they played well. But that – Shows you Brian Dable says, look, if you play good, we're going to give you a jersey. Um, but I think they just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Don't Who cares if it's the Eagles or the you know the 2,000 Ravens defense? Just go try and Yeah, and, and, and to your point about Bradbury, I mean, I remember Chris, when, when Bradbury became a giant, he's like, look, I remember you saying this, Chris, he's not a top five corner in the league. He's a good corner. But there were times in practice where he was beaten, and Chris would be like, yeah, no, Bradbury was beaten today. It's not like he's – this isn't Sauce Gardner. And I don't even think it's no. Darius Slay. He's a good corner. He's a good second. Darius Slay is much better than Bradbury, right, in my right. opinion. Yeah. Jack Chris, sorry. Yeah, no, listen, both are very susceptible to double moves, too. Yeah, yeah. They'll try to jump that, especially that, especially Darius. He'll try to jump a route. I think the, I think you're going to see Dave and Kafka try a double move with Darius on a vertical here. Because, well, you got um, to the, 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 protect, Slay, though, to get that double Slay. move. And that's, yeah. you know, well, I mean, with yeah, this 70 well, sacks, that's, that's a... It's a tall order. But, again, yeah. if you can start running the football, that, yep, well, that's you have, you'll have say. a chance yeah. for that yeah. double move. Yeah. And I think it could be there. Yeah. That's why you know, Barkley, to me, is key. Because if they could establish a running game, that's going to set up some other things at the secondary. Look, Avante Maddox is out, Lawrence, for them. And he's a key nickel for them. Key. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. 
Uh, they've been rolling over Gardner Johnson, Marcus Epps in that slot. Believe it or not, you know, Lawrence, guy who could a guy who could be a big factor in this game is Richie James yep. from that slot. Okay, because they're going to miss Avante Maddox. Be interesting to see if the Giants. I like Richie that James. Area. I like what he's about. I've liked him. You know, ever since he's overcome those two fumbles in Seattle, he didn't complain. He didn't cry. Yeah. Um, he's just a tough football player. I like Richie. Um, and Richie's made some really nice catches down the stretch here. He's consistent. Um, yes, he has. You know, he overcame a drop against the, the Vikings in week whatever that was, 16, 15, whatever the hell. Um, Misperceived that, yeah. I like this whole group. I, I said this on our show. I think the consistency of the availability has really helped Daniel. You know, Slayton – Hodgins and Richie James have been available consistently for like the last seven games. That says a lot to the quarterback about, okay, I know where they're going to be on certain plays. And that, that, I think that's been understated because this thing was a freaking carousel the first 10 weeks of the year. Yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah. I mean, you didn't know who was out there, who was going to play. Of course, Wandell gets hurt. I mean, Kenny's not playing. You got Tony for two games. It, they, this thing has settled down. I said, the consistency of the availability of the players has really made this team take off on offense. All right, guys. Guys, we're going to hang on, Chris. I'm Lawrence, sorry. Lawrence, that's a great yeah, – We're going to take one more break, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, yep. you'll, we'll be right back with the John Insider Podcast with Chris Bisignano, Jerry Foley, and LT the Kicker. Hang on one second. And we're back, folks. You are listening to the John Insider Podcast with Chris Nobody Beats the Biz, Bisignano, Jerry Foley, and Lawrence Tynes, a.k.a. LT the Kicker. Chris, go ahead, bud. Lawrence, you know, you, you, you brought up a great, a great point about the consistency. And, you know, Daniel and Isaiah Hodgins spent so much time after practices, man. Getting to know each other. Getting that yep. communication down. Okay? Getting those routes down. Getting that trust. Okay? Getting a feel for what both want to do. And I don't think it's any coincidence, Lawrence, that the Giants have gone to a lot of 11 personnel the last three, four, five games as the consistency and the trust has formed with Daniel and Isaiah Hodgson because if you Lawrence you know they won an 11 personnel type no. team early in the year they were 13 they were 12 the whole deal but they've they've gone to 11 a lot that's been their that's been their basically been a 80 percent 70 I forgot the percentage was of their offense and uh Isaiah Hodgins is a big reason why I mean this guy he is in the you talk about in sync with Daniel right Lawrence I mean what a job this guy what this kid Hodgins has done man I mean he is just he has grinded. He's a guy they he's a guy they got at the trade deadline. You know, Buffalo releases him and he comes over here. He's really their number one right now. And it's it's just a remarkable you know, story. You, you what hear, have you seen from him? You How hear people say Hodgins, we got him at the trade deadline. I think sometimes that can be confusing. The guy got cut yeah. from Buffalo Bills. Like let's, no no no, yeah, I know no, I know, I know you're not yeah, saying that, yeah. but I've heard oh. that people say this is who the Giants picked up at the trade deadline. We got him off the scrap no, he's he's like yeah. the dude was cut. <laughs> yeah. And 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 nobody wanted him because yeah. we did we put in a waiver claim or something like that. Um, so, yeah, he's been phenomenal. Credit to him, the kid, the young man. You know, his father played in the NFL. Um, he's probably, you know, very confident young man. I don't think some guys are – this is not bigger than – it's not too, too big for him. Um, this goes to tell you, you know, how much Joe Shane and Dable really like this kid. And sometimes change of scenery is nice. Like, he, he – wasn't much playing time available over there in Buffalo with Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs and, you know, some of those guys. So he's he's come down here. He's found a home. He's found a permanent home, to be honest with you. Um, no doubt. They don't have to pay him a lot of money next year. He's just going to have to get, like, a whatever the tender is for a second-year player. Yep. So he's going to – he'll be back. But I've re- been really impressed with him, his professionalism, route running, hands, contested catches. Again, and that's why I say this team that the, the Eagles are playing – the Eagles have never seen this football team. They they haven't. They've never seen this version of the New York Giants. Right. No, they haven't. They haven't. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah, I, you yeah, gave me sure. chills there. LT. I got to be honest with you. That that was that's a great statement. They haven't seen this team. But you talk about Hodgins, and and then it just it's a credit to the job Joe Shane's done, right? Because look, over the last few weeks, everyone's saying, okay, well maybe Dave Gettleman wasn't that bad. Well, look, Dave Gettleman drafted good players, right? And now they've kind of come into their own because of the coaching staff. But GMing is more than just drafting, right? It's the salary cap, but it's picking up guys like Hodgins. And that's what I was going to ask you the next question. Like, you know, it's it's almost like Shane is kind of in Dable's shadow a bit because of the tremendous job that Dable's done. But 
you know, Shane's going to go into next offseason with money, uh, with, I think, 10 or 11 draft picks. But even what he's done in free agency along the way and pick finding a guy like Taman Fox, I, I, I just you can't say enough about the job he's done since he's been here. And I almost think he's kind of in Dable's shadow a little bit just because of the, basically Dable's coach of the year. Yeah. And listen, we could go on and on about Nick McLeod and right. some of these guys he's picked up. Yep. Uh, uh, Pinnock. It's like, just keep going. Yeah. Some of the linemen. Um, he's done an unbelievable job. He's obviously a great evaluator of talent. Um, but also, I think they have to fit within the scheme. So at some point throughout their recruiting of these kids and taking notes and studying them, they just fit. He knows what the fit is for his program and how Dable's going to implement them because fit is a big thing you know like like god bless him Kadarius tony he just didn't work out in new york but looks like he's found a little bit of a home not saying he's killing it out here in kansas city but you know he's excelled more because he's with andy reed and a really you know patrick mahomes and an offense that's innovative so i just think fit is such a big thing right you know me and paul went back at went back and forth in the preseason on fabian moreau okay and how he gave up, you know, Paul's like, he gave up the most yards in the NFL last year with the Falcons. And I said, so what? He's a good signing because it's a fresh start. And look what happened, right? It, he loves Wink Martindale. He loves that he's scheme. Played good ball. Fabian Moreau's been more yeah. than average. Like, he's been pretty good. Yes, he has. You know, he really has. And I think people yep. are underselling K.J. Osborne and, and, and Thielen last week. They, those are two really good players. So they didn't do anything last week either. So Adore didn't cover all three of those guys. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just think, like I like I said a moment ago, that the Eagles have not played this team. This team is not the same unit that that got blown out up in MetLife. It's just not the same team. Lawrence, it's funny you said that about Moreau because I remember when Moreau came over here, and I asked him about Atlanta, you know, and he basically looked at me and said, "Well." We play a lot of zone. It really wasn't my scheme. Because, right. you know, this fits me better. You know, this fits better f- for what I like to do. Um, and that's a great point, Lawrence, because that just reminded me of that story that, you know, you bring a guy over here and now Wink's scheme fits his talents more. And he's, look, he's been a, should I use the word savior? I don't know. But he's been a great find because he's played some really good football for these guys, man. He had to step up when Adori went down and, you know, obviously, there was going to be Aaron Robinson and Adore. We know what happened with Aaron. He gets hurt early in the year. He's out for the year. And then Moreau had to step up. And uh, he's done it. He's done guys like that, man. Hey, I just want to give a little shout out to Lawrence besides Joe Shane. His, his director of pro personnel, Chris Rossetti, man, is another guy that's identifying his talent around the league. Okay. Too. Um, I don't know him. So besides Joe, besides Joe Lawrence, man, he's got some guys working alongside him that are identifying these guys that have really helped this team, like the Jason Pinnocks and guys like that, man. So it's, look, this is what's key, right, Lawrence, is that these guys identify talent that fits to what Wink wants to do and Dable's culture and all that. And that's what's huge, man. And because as we know, Lawrence, I, I found this out when I started covering the NFL a lot of, a couple of people whispered in my ear, hey, just because a guy's a general manager or a pro scout, that doesn't mean he's good at his job. <laughs> you know? I agree. Lawrence, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Just because a guy has this title doesn't mean he's good at his job. Okay? Learn that. Somebody told me that years ago. They said, learn that. Well, we've kind of seen that over the years here. And now you see guys like Joe Shane come in identifying talent that fits what they want to do. And it's been unbelievable, dude. It really has. I mean... For this team to be where they are, it's it's just such a credit loss to Dable and his staff, Joe Shane and his staff, and everybody in that building. It really yes, is. I tell anyone that'll listen, though, and, and along that point, the NFL is all coaching, period. Mm. End of story. Oh, it, yeah. said it a it is times, all buddy. coaching. Yeah. Everyone's roster is the same. The talent's the same. The speed's the same. The height weight's the same. I'm telling you, yeah. it is all coaching in this game. It's It's the one league where coaching really, really, really matters. NBA, who cares? Hockey, who cares? Uh, baseball, baseball, who less. cares? Yeah. You're a manager. You're not even a coach. Right. You're not even called a coach. You're called a manager. Huh. You get to write down nine names every game and <laughs> switch out pitchers. What a deal. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> Although I don't want to be on the road 82 days a year or whatever, 81 days. Um, unless I'm playing some really good golf somewhere. 
<laughs> oh, you had yes. to bring it up, didn't you? Because I owe you. You know, I knew you oh, had yeah, to get hurt somewhere that time. I owe, yes, if people don't know, we'll talk about it. Along, me and Lawrence had a little bet. I said the Giants were not going to score 27 against the Colts. Lawrence says you're out of your mind. It's going to run about four or 500 bucks. That's a big number. That's not going to be cheap on you. And, oh, by the way, <laughs> I like drinking cold beers, too. So this is a, this is yeah, a full Lawrence, day. it's all... When you, if you come out to the East Coast, it's if, on me. If, if I have to I'm head out there, for, get that free golf. I'm coming oh, right. to collect well, my you know, bills. Uh, well, you come anytime you want. Of course, Lawrence history. Goes, oh, we're gonna be playing the bet page. Get ready. Oh, okay, hey, Lawrence. We're gonna play from the back too. Way back. We're gonna play back from the team. back. Beers, whatever the I'm hell you want. Buddy. To I, I, I hope too from uh, Laguardia. And, and don't settle for beer. <laughs> don't settle for beer. Go yeah, for the yeah. You want to go to Peter Lugas Steakhouse tomorrow? Old fashions, transfusions, transfusions. I'll do some transfusions at the turn, depending on how the game is going. Yeah. Well, I got yeah, you. You brother. can write it off. You, it's a I business my expense. Nah, don't worry. About it. I don't care. I don't care, buddy. I, I, uh, I, like, like I told you that day, I'll gladly pay that bet. Yeah, and, and it wound up, it wound up really good for <clears> the did. Giants. So. All right, LT the Jerry. kicker. Fifty minutes in, prediction time, buddy. What do you got? Mm. I want to hear from you yep. first. Yeah, so I, I really, I, like I said, I'm a momentum over record guy. I, I like where the Giants are. I love that they've played already. Um, I do think it's a, it's a common opponent, third time in a month. You know, I, I thought the Seattle Seahawks played the Niners tough, right? Seattle was no chance they can beat them. Should have picked off Purdy two or three times early in that first half. They really should have, and that would have been a completely different game. The freaking Ravens went to Cincinnati and had a chance to tie yeah, the game up. that game. So I don't understate the three times in a, in a season <coughs> thing, and I don't. But I also don't understate that this is the healthiest Giants football team that they've had all year. They're playing the best football. They're going down to Philly. They're not afraid of Philly. They're playing with a lot of confidence. I picked the Giants. I, I mean, not crazy high scoring, but I think I think the Giants will win 24-20 is what I predicted. So I think it's a good game. I just think the Giants, you know, what can I say? I'm not, I'm not discounting anything Philly's done. I respect the hell out of the Eagles. I just think momentum, like I said, 50 times on the show. I think I I like momentum over record. All right. There you have it, brother. It's going to be a fight. Man. Do you guys not pick the games? No, I was going to say Chris is next. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, I think it's going to be a yeah. dog fight in this fourth quarter, and I think the Eagles are going to make a few more plays okay. at the end. And I have the Eagles in a like 24-20, 24-17. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. It's definitely not going to be the, that 48-22 nonsense, no. a 20, whatever, else, back in the early year. It's just going to be a dog fight, man. And I just think the Eagles are going to make a few. They have a better roster, no question about it. That's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that they do. Uh, but that they do. But that doesn't mean, like you said, momentum could override yeah. that talent. Okay, like you said. And, and it's, look, Lawrence. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles in a tight one. Um, but Giants get out of there with a win. It's not going to surprise me whatsoever be amazing. Saturday night, man. Whatsoever. So, It'd be amazing. So everything Jerry. you said, LT, the kicker, I mean, the momentum, all of it, I, I'm a, I buy in. I do not believe in the health of Hurt's shoulder. And I do not believe, I think, I think that groin or whatever you want to call it, the core injury for Lane Johnson is going to be a factor. I see Graham Gano joining the LT, the kicker club, and being a hero in this game with maybe four field goals. I see 26-23. That's what I see. Oh, I wow. think the Giants win this one. I don't know if it's going to be last second, but it's going to be towards the end. He kicks them into the conference championship. I think we slay the Dragon in Philly. And look, I'm a That'll fan, so some of, that's, some of that's wishful thinking. But I, everything you said, the momentum, the way they're playing, the way the Eagles have been playing or, or not playing, I'm buying into the Giants, man. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all. I'm all in on them too. I just. I love everything that's going on there. Not discounting Philly. No, I don't want to all. sound like I'm a disrespectful sure. homer. Um, but the, all the pressure is on Philly here. Yeah. Their fans are going to be nervous. The players are going to be nervous. I just think that you know the Giants are yeah. a confident group right now. Their their fans are trying to act like they're real confident. No, they're not. I don't think they. They never want. They did not want to see this they're team. Full, think about of, us. We sure as hell in 2008 did not want to see the Eagles. Right. And look what happened. That's they right. came in and beat us. Yeah. Um, yep. That sucked. I'll never forget Tom Coughlin not letting me kick field goals that game. That's right. It was, it was corny, right? I was active. Yep. I was kicking off. I was available. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And Carney missed two, like, 45 That's yarders. Right. He just didn't have enough punch. Come on. Come on, bro. Put your boy in. Let's go. 
We had a back to we had one I back to quite, back that year. Although losing plaques hurt, so yeah. I don't know that we would have went much further. Yeah, that I, I remember being in the stands of that game. Like, what the hell are they? What the hell is Coughlin doing? Yeah, <laughs> one of his few coaching that, mistakes he's made. It was it was and strange. You beat both, you yes. beat both Super Bowl uh, teams that year. You beat the yeah. Steelers and you beat the Cardinals. But that Steelers game was but, a dog. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But Lawrence, it's it's pretty pretty funny though, right? I mean, the Giants are six seed. Uh, you know, going back to the '08 season, the Eagles were the six seed. The Eagles went into Minnesota yeah. and beat them. Yeah. The Giants going to Minnesota as a six seed this year. And now they're going into the first seed. <laughs> and so, oh by the way, the funny, Super Bowl's man. in Glendale. Yes. And, and I the mean, Super Bowl you can keep going and going. Arizona. Uh, it's amazing. You know, I, uh, Daniel Jones fourth year, all that stuff. I believe so, in. It's, I, I, it's, I believe in some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, but. I mean, I don't think anything would, you know, all the heartbreaking losses the Giants have had, the Eagles, field goals and all that stuff. I mean, how great would it be if Graham could knock him out with a last-second field goal? And I'm talking like a 50-yard or something like that. Yeah, there's no— How great would that be to fuck? Just another Scotsman doing what we do, you know? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> nice. Just, just, just what hey, we do. by the way, speaking, speaking of that, your boy Jamie Gillen has settled down nicely, yeah. Okay. Because I got to be honest with you, mm. LT. About seven a games ago, I wanted to run him out of town. Nobody was, but I wanted to run him out of town. Forget he's okay? a kid. I was like, what is this? Guy? He's a baby. He's I, LT. Stop. He's figuring stop. it out. Stop. LT. Max say that he's just a young player trying to figure it out. Yeah, I know. I wanted to run him out of town. Did. No, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm and a pretty rational said, fan. But, LT, I, I told you I liked him. I told you I liked him. But big strong man in the northeast. You noticed. You noticed. I started put on Twitter. Hey, Jamie's yeah. settling down. Jamie's Guys, doing his job. He's I don't down. think people can understand it. If you played somewhere else and you come to New York, it's different. Yeah. It takes some getting used to. It took me a little bit coming from Kansas City. He came from Cleveland. Nobody covers the damn Browns. Right. No one covered the Chiefs when I played. <laughs> you walk into New York and there's 40 of people like you. You're like, what did I do? Did I get arrested in the offseason? <laughs> Like Kansas City, there's like a nice, humble man and lady telling you how great you are. Like, oh, Lawrence, that was fabulous right. kick. You want to talk right. about it? You guys are like, hey, Lawrence, you missed two kicks the last – and practice. Yeah. What the hell happened? I, I used to get asked about practice misses. Get the f- out of here. It's a tough town, Lawrence. It's but a that's tough what town. I'm we don't mess around about here. Get it inside about the 20, Gillen, will you, Jamie? Gillen, like yeah. he – there's a there's an adjustment. New York is not for everybody. We've seen that. We we know that. I'm preaching to the choir here, but it is a different deal. So he's settled down. Oh, you're just you're just set. You're just sticking up for your fellow. Yeah, Scottish part guy. of it was that okay. too. He he still needs to cut that mane though. Yeah. You think this is Braveheart? I don't care. He does look like Braveheart, by the way. I don't care if he looks like Braveheart. He's inside, the, inside the twenty when we need a big punt. When we need a big How punt. How about the ball? We almost the knocked one loose. A mini. Woo. It's a great punt, yeah. and then we knocked the ball loose. Yeah. We almost got a he, turnover there. He has settled down nicely, like I said. Yeah. I am very, very – look, T-Mac said it. He said he'll settle down. He'll be fine. You know, and he has been. T-Mac, I, I, he has T-Mac been. is like this. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. I love, yeah. I love T-Mac. That's my brother. Love him. But Lawrence, I will definitely – I can't wait to see T-Mac and tell him that we've been talking on a podcast and you know, yep. how much I – I hate, yeah, we you know, text every week. Lawrence Tynes is my guy mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And because uh, I love T Mac, I have enormous respect for him. Um, I put it on Twitter a thousand times that I hope he stayed. Um, now, that being said, special teams has had some issues this year and all that. But so is the roster. T-Mac so is, is the roster, settled. though. T- but the roster, when the roster thin, is okay, flexing, so that, that messes that with him. Messes teams. with his stew. Affects special his teams. Gumbo. No question about it. No question about it. That affects his special teams unit. No question about it. And that settled down nicely too. T Mac, look, Jerry, 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 I tell you, I, I've been praising T Mac for years, bro. Um, you know, uh, so hey, I'm glad he stayed. Yeah. I didn't know about you know the, you two guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Thomas Man. about that because uh, I have. No we had a very cool moment. I'll let you go on this because I know you got right before the Super Bowl, forty two. We were kind of in the tunnel, just me and him, and we're about to go out. And obviously, he brought me into the league. Scotland together. Scotland was a shit show. You're practicing at some crap field in the mud and rain every day, NFL Europe. <laughs> and he goes, he looked at me, he goes, well, 
this is a long way from Steps. And Steps was the practice <laughs> facility in Scotland. So I thought that was cool just because we're about to go out and play in the damn yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. He goes, yeah, sure. I said, you know, and then we hugged or something. I said, let's go. But that, that, uh, that was a cool moment. I love T-Mac. I've told yeah. you that a hundred times. I, was, I wouldn't be in the league probably yeah. if it wasn't for him. So, Lawrence, it was great chat with you, buddy. Yep. Thank you for yeah, giving us your time. time. Enjoy the weekend. Um, Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. And, oh, we'll uh, be talking. We'll, talk we'll be soon, talking in, in you know the NFC Championship. There's gonna be a couple more games left. I love it. You love go, it, folks. You heard love it. it. You heard it, brother. From the two-time Super Bowl champion, Lawrence Times. He Chris, we gotta get your football. setup better. You need more light or something. Uh, just, no, we got to see know, that beautiful it's, face. It's no, we got to get the light. Look, 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 look. Got you know? the hoodie on. <laughs> on. It's like he's in the witness People protection. It's like he's in witness People. witness protection program. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he's got that mob name right there. This nine, you know. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, don't want, I don't want anybody to see my. I don't know what the hell connected. I. I don't know what the hell I did years ago. Well, if you heard, if you heard, he, he praised person. the scout. It's the the vowel with the last name. So there you go. I was like, oh, there it is. The pi- yeah. fellow Paisan, great scout. Nice. Lawrence, just Lawrence, just a quick funny story. I was on with a guy this week, and he's down in Philly country, and and I had to, I had to delve down into the Philly fans. I'm talking about the Giants, and people are commenting as we're talking, you know. Um, and I I see the comments. Oh, where's this guy? Where's this guy? Brooklyn guy? Was he kill people for a living? Was he a bodyguard for Daniel Jones? That's all you see these Philly yeah, idiots putting yeah, yeah. on. Hey, hey, whoa, a guy's got a valve in his name with that accent. Oh, he must do some bad. You had to hear. I was laughing my ass off. It was actually a good time, but just just to read the Philly fan comments. Yeah. Oh, it's my God. Place. It's a tough place. I, you know, my wife asked me right after the Giants won if I was, because I have 15-year-old twin boys. Are you guys going? I said, hell no. I didn't even think about it. You got to be out of your mind to go. I'd be in that little jail cell underneath the stadium. I said I I wouldn't go if you got free tickets and they tailgated with you and did everything for you. There's no way. No no shot. I had some former teammates call me, said, hey, let's get a bus and let's go down like a little sprinter van from Jersey. I said, man, are y'all crazy? No, thanks. We'll end up in jail. Uh, But I will go to San San Fran or Dallas. When I – when I step out of my truck Saturday afternoon, I'm going to feel like Maximus going into the Roman Coliseum here, uh, nice. Lawrence. It's going to be quite a feeling. I'm going to put a lot of stuff on Twitter. I'm actually going to try to grab a few Eagle fans, let them curse me out maybe. Okay. Put it on Twitter. You know, when I tell them I cover the Giants, I'm sure they'll have some nice things to say to me when I do that. <laughs> Get them in the parking lot. We'll see what happens. We'll have fun. Well, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure I'm sure they'll have their liquor on a night game. That's that's another thing. Yeah. They're drinking yeah, all. They're going to be drinking some, so. from 5 a.m. till. Eight o'clock and and beyond, that's crazy. So stuffed crust pizza at the tailgate. Stuffed crust, that's right, uh, that's what they're known Hut. for. Pizza Hut, right? Good stuff, buddy. Th- All right, boys. Lawrence, my you man. So much, man. Thank you. Awesome. Oh, it was great, dude. Awesome. Good stuff. Oh, well, there yeah. it is, man. Uh, LT the LT so, the kicker. Yeah, there it is, everybody. Lawrence giving you some. Stories, Super Bowl stories, Lawrence Taylor stories, all kinds of stories. Lawrence is always a he's he's always a great guest, man, because. Yeah, you know what, Jeff? He's just one of those guys. You don't really know what's going to come out of his mouth at times, which is oh, great. Was, you know, he's it funny was dude. awesome. Oh my, <laughs> he's a God, funny dude. Funny man, it's unbelievable. Uh, so, hey, he feels confident. Uh, the Giants feel confident. I think. I, I tell you what, dude. I think Giants fan base feels confident. I think I, I, I could sense it, man. I don't think anybody's looking at this game saying, "Oh, we don't have no. a shot against these guys." No. I think the fan base. I can tell you right now, the players feel confident. And, and, and Chris, um, that, that I think it's going to be a dog confidence fight, you know? is going to grow as long as the Eagles don't jump out to a seven nothing, fourteen nothing lead like that. That confidence is going to get every Giant fan that's oh, attending sure. there. You're going to feel it. I'm telling you, it's going to. You're you're right on with how the fan base feels. I'm, like right now, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm not going into this one like that first podcast we had where you're like, yeah. "What's wrong with you this week?" I'm like, "Well, I don't think we have a shot this week." Totally different feel, man. So we'll see. Yeah, and I think the Eagle fan base is, uh, I think they're full of crap. I think they're worried about this yeah. game. I think they're worried about the Giants' momentum. Yeah. I think they, I, and I, you know, and I, I'm sure they're reading everything about the 08 season saying, oh my God, this could be us this year. This, they could, this could be the same scenario that happens to us. Uh, you know, they're trying to act, you know, they're trying to put on this bravado act, but I don't think they are. I think, I tell you what, man, Giants could jump out to a lead at the link. And the Eagles look bad in their first offensive series. They have the Giants score seven other and the Eagles get the ball and they look bad. If you don't think you're gonna start hearing boo birds yeah. and the panic is gonna to rise to levels of unknown certainty, <laughs> unknown qual forget about it, yeah. dude. Because I'm telling you, the fan base is full of crap. Yeah. They're worried about this game. Yeah. Don't let them fool you. 
they they they're very very like oh, you know what I mean. Uh, beginning of the week, you saw that, and then the middle of the week, you saw the bravado act. Oh, we're not worried about this. Oh, we're gonna kick the crap out of him and all that stuff. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, it's gonna be a dogfight, man. I, I I would be shocked, Jerry, shocked if this is a 14, 17, 20 point game. I really will. I I would be shocked. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but I expect a tight battle. That comes down in the middle of the fourth quarter, late fourth quarter, and all that. Dude, all I say to you is uh, be safe and good luck. If you're going, you're, I know you're going. So uh, there's there's people or animals, buddy. Yeah, I'll be walking to the lines then. And Walk we'll in and say strength and honor, strength and honor. <laughs> what? Right. You know. So we'll have some fun. You know? So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. Good stuff. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. Once again, if we win, uh, we, we go to digital Monday night. Or, uh, yeah, Monday night. Uh, if not, you'll get the print copy at the end of the season. All right, guys, let's do this. Good luck, everyone. Sundays are Giant Days, baby. Take care, everybody. And Saturday night. Oh, that's Saturday nights are Saturday So Enjoy. Nice. See enjoy, everybody. <laughs>